2: Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast, emergency podcast, because show no, Shohei Otani has picked the team. It is not your Chicago Cubs. So we're breaking in, doing it as fast as we can. MLB Network's not even up yet. Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Pitch Doctor, Brendan Miller, Ryan Herrera, we're ready to go. The chat is up and buzzing already. That sounds like 10 years. $700 700 million dollars and womp womp after all of that should we be surprised it's the Dodgers should we be listen I'm not surprised it's the Dodgers guys and also I'm not into 10 years 700 million even as a Cubs fan I it's not my money but I know that 10year 700 million would put such constraints on this team and we don't even know if he's going to be healthy enough to pitch or how long he'll
0: be able to pitch I'd be out on that deal anyway. I mean, yeah, it, it was the team we all expected him to go to in the first place. Like all these smoke and mirrors of he's flying to Toronto, but he's not flying to Toronto. I think we lost Ryan for a second. We
1: lost Ryan. That's it.
2: You know why he got stunned? And we were trying to get Cody. <laughs> on. We did do a wellness check, but Cody just uh, too distraught to even speak about. This. Ryan's,
1: Ryan's back. back. Ryan's back.
2: Ryan's back. What are we talking about? Like. If he, if he were to play every game, he'd make like $430,000 a game. You know Nuts. how ridiculous that is?
1: Nuts. Right, you hear us? He's out. You know what though? Listen. This news it's
2: running the Luke show. You know,
1: I've been waiting for this moment my entire life. Finally, Luke, just you and me. But when when the news was announced for 700 million, I expect around like 600 million yeah. or so, even before that maybe like 550s you know, somewhere in that range, 700 is absurd, right? Would I have still done that? Yeah, like I'm a dumb fan. I will give out a billion dollars if need be. You can understand though where the Cubs are financially, where they are in their win window, 70 million per year on the annual average values, not what they would prefer tying up in one player, but who knows, man, who knows? He's back.
3: My
2: back. He's back. I saw our guy, Gary Ross has been in the chat uh, talking about all the deferred money and how much of it might be deferred or is going to be deferred. And that does help the AAV and it helps, helps the Dodgers build a better team. Apparently that was according to Jeff pass and Otani's idea, but you still have to eventually spend the $700 million. And if it's the Cubs, if you don't think they're going to hang that over your head, eventually said, well, we spent 700 million. Like, Guys, they 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 were holding the Wrigley renovation over the top of your head. So, yes. $700 seven hundred million for one player. While it doesn't, while they were able to finagle it a little bit, eventually the seven hundred million dollars has to get paid. So, it still eventually cost would would have cost the Cubs seven hundred million. And who knows, the price might have been more for the Cubs because they're not on the West Coast. Yeah. I just, was- I, I don't usually say I'd rather spend it on three other players. And of course the amount of money whatever the cubs put together guys so let's say the cubs yeah. offered 500 mil which would have been reasonable for me if they would have offered 500 million it doesn't mean that they now have 500 million that they're going to spend on somebody else i think mm-hmm. shohei was the unicorn and whatever that number was set aside for shohei i bet
0: is much smaller for the rest of free agency hold on i got i got an update okay well, first of all, sorry. I think the Otani news is crashing my internet as it <laughs> crashed my laptop about 20 minutes ago. Uh, but the Godfather has absolved rickets of being cheap. That is big wow. news. So nobody's worth that. I'm sorry, this is getting ridiculous. I absolve rickets. Wow. This is breaking news. Breaking news from the Godfather, Michael Pilata. E- even um, with the
1: deferred money, though, it's still 70 million. From my understanding, unless something happened with the new you know, collective bargaining agreement, it's still 70 million against that luxury tax, right? Wow. So if the Cubs were to have signed them, they're on 185 right now. So add 70 to that, you're at 255 on the second tier.
0: I I think any by players... deferring it. I think by deferring it, you alleviate some of the luxury tax burden. I'm not like hundred percent on how like what it like. I'm not hundred percent how uh, how all the financials work, but I do believe that it would. Yeah, alleviate some of that. Like it, 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 would obviously take the AAV down if you're deferring it over a number of years. Um, so how, like, how much? I, I still haven't seen. I guess what, um, is being deferred. Yeah, time, but I believe it does lower the AAV for, for luxury tax purposes.
1: I mean, it's an historical contract, right? So this is an extreme example. So we'll see how that works out. I mean, my understanding from years past is even if you don't give out, you know, you give out in the form of bonuses or what have you if you defer that five years after the termination of the contract you're still at an average rate taxed on that on an average per year basis but yeah i mean maybe with something like this as extreme there's a way to get out of that but my the way i'm operating now unless things change and we find out new information it is 70 million against the 24
2: luxury tax that's the way i think i'm interpreting it right now and and to be perfectly honest like Forget about it now. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter what that is against the Dodgers. He's he's going to the Dodgers. He's not on the Cubs. The point is that right now this was holding up the Cubs from doing anything else. He finally decided it's the Dodgers, not the Blue Jays, not going back to the Angels. None of it. Okay, what's next? I've already moved on. He's he's not coming to the Cubs. I I don't know if I ever fully sold myself on the fact that he could be a member of the Cubs. I hoped. Maybe I gave it 25% chance of happening. Maybe it was better than that. But okay, he's not. Let's move on. And he he has sailed. Shohei has sailed. It's, it's the biggest contract ever. They've got to deal with that. Should we really be surprised that the two big players finally came off the board? Soto was traded to the Yankees. And Otani is signed with the Dodgers. Okay, Cubs, go about your business. Cody Bellinger is still on the board. He's obviously not going to the Dodgers and he's not going to the Yankees. I don't think either one of those is happening. So Bellinger, to me, Bellinger, priority number one right now. Like you have to go back to Bellinger and say, what's it going to take? Now, I'm not going to go 300 million with Cody Bellinger. I'm not going to do that deal either. Even though that may be the price of doing business now, I'm not going to go 300 million with Cody Bellinger.
1: You imagine a two suitors for Bellinger would have been New York or LA. And as you pointed out, Both those guys, both those teams just got their primary target. So you have to imagine it does leave Bellinger's market a little less in demand. And as a result, in even what you guys were talking with Morosi about Bellinger's uh, potential contract negotiations extending into January, maybe this does accelerate it. And maybe 200 plus million, 300 ish that Boris was hinting at. Is not going to be anywhere near that, and maybe more so towards the MLB trade rumors projection around 150 or so, around six years. If that's the case, you signed that contract tomorrow. Yeah.
2: Did you see the earlier chat that said 700 million? Uh, the Arizona Coyotes are worth <laughs> 645 million of the NHL. Like that's that's how insane we're talking right now. Come on, like Nuts. I don't, I don't know where we're headed with baseball. I, I know that. I don't want that to be the case. Now, now that said, the Arizona Diamondbacks didn't have a salary like that, and they went all the way to the World Series. So maybe they still have it right. And and, and I also think it shows that the two longtime powers in baseball are, are desperate. They're They're desperate. The Yankees went and did that deal. I don't actually think it was a bad deal for the Yankees, but they were desperate to do something big, and they haven't really been – a player in several years and the Dodgers for all the praise that I give them. And they've been spectacular because they go from one guy to the next guy and they keep churning it out and they're relevant every year. What do they have? Yeah. They got one championship just like the Cubs and theirs has a little asterisk next to it. So the, the Dodgers have spent big money and they've done a great job all around, but in reality they don't have any more than the Cubs do. So, uh, this may make them much closer to that, but I I hope it means that they will now start to shove some pieces off. Maybe, maybe I saw Gary saying, "All right, Bellinger probably ends up with the Blue Jays because they've got all this money to spend." Yeah, and I still hope I still hope they think they need to mix it up more than that too, which is why we started the crazy hey trade for Vlad Guerrero, and then it turned into oh well, what about Bo Bichette? I still think a p- pieces could be moved around that could be successful for the Cubs. Yeah. There's there's a way out of this post this, uh, off season still. So
1: Ryan, you were right. So Jeff, yeah, has yeah, yeah. It out. I don't know if you saw that. I think you just did as well. So there is some way to defer some of this money in a way that you reduce the competitive tax burden. What that is, I'm unsure, but th- th- this is a weird deal. Nothing like this yeah. has happened. So we'll, well see what it ends up being.
0: I'm actually looking. So Freddie Freeman, the contract he signed with the Dodgers yeah. was six years, $162 million. Uh, deferred money over a number of years, and so it dropped the initial contract value to six years, $148 million. Okay. So instead of being $27 million base salary, like a 20, you know, whatever the luxury tax salary would have been as, as far as AAV goes, it was more like a $24 million. Okay. Tax so it, it wasn't like a huge, massive drop, but it did drop it, I guess. No, it makes a difference. Uh, that $5 over,
1: million or so yeah. would make a yeah. difference. O- okay. Over
0: the life of the contract, it does drop the value. So again, I, I we haven't really gotten the salary t- when they say a majority of a salary or a large, whatever, like we, you're expecting it to be a lot of money deferred, but mm-hmm. since we don't know the contract details, we don't know what um, the, the, the hit against the combat competitive balance tax hit is. But um I guess as we've seen with other contracts, like the, the taking the deferred money will lower um, the competitive balance tax hit, which when they're saying like this allows you know, the Dodgers, more financial flexibility and the ability to, um, you know, put improved players that's around scary. him. Yeah. Put other, you know, improvements to the roster. Well, that's scary. That's what it means.
1: That's um, scary.
2: I'm curious if anybody, we've got almost 500 people in the live chat right now, just talking Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. I'm curious, send your comments out there. I'm curious if anybody out there or anybody here on the show, Brendan, Ryan, me, does anybody think? Let's say, okay, the number seven hundred million. Does anybody think the Cubs should have offered seven twenty-five, seven fifty? Would would you be just as freaked out right now if the Cubs did land him, but landed him to money deferred, but you threw seven hundred and fifty million dollars at him? To if me, the, that, I'd be more freaked out on that side of it, to be honest. If
1: with the you. reduction in the tax burden is significant, where it does allow the Cubs to improve. Mm-hmm. let's say the aav is 40 million per year even though i imagine that's a huge deference, if that is the case i would be fine with it i don't care more so about the total sum i care how much it costs the cubs on a year to year basis because in the past that's how they've operated on where they haven't made trades at the deadline due to those tax implications so obviously if it's 2 billion dollars but you're only paying 40 years against that competitive payroll tax, I'm fine with it. It's not my money. I just want the Cubs to win as much as possible.
2: I'm not either Brendan, but I just believe while while that that's the way they've been operating, 700 million is a different type of number than any other thing that they've been looking at. So, yeah. While they may say, "Well, yeah, it's tax deferred." I think that the organization would look yeah. at it and say, "Ooh, we just spent 700 million. We better tighten the yeah. purse strings a little bit."
0: I think the other thing I look at it is I don't you know, and this is not reporting or anything. I, I I look at it in the wording that a lot of these um, you know national reporters are using is that it was Otani's idea to do this. It makes it you know in my head at least pretty clear that he wanted to go to the Dodgers. I don't think the Cubs could have gotten him with a deferred contract like that because if it was his idea, it's pretty clear that he wanted to go to the Dodgers. Like yeah, as long as the Dodgers were going to pay up to what he want like or at least you know, close to what he wanted, it's pretty clear that the deferred money idea was because he wanted to be a Dodger. Right. And he wanted uh, the Dodgers to be able to put a roster around him and, and Mookie Betts and whoever else to actually win world series. So I don't look at it as like the Cubs could have gotten the same exact deal. Honestly, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know what it would have taken to get a um, a deal like that done for more than 700 million. Yeah. That's, that's my, my thinking is that I would have taken even more than that. Um, to get Otani to, to to want to pick the Cubs over the Dodgers and to be willing to take this kind of a deal. So I just the wording that's out there is I, I it it seems to me that he wanted to be a Dodger. He's willing to do what the Dodgers he's willing to meet the Dodgers halfway as long as they pay him a lot of money. Right. Um uh, I just I don't look at it as the Cubs could have signed this exact deal too. It, and it, and I it, it always ahead.
1: seemed like the Dodgers. Right? Yeah it be, was because they've been competitive on a year-to-year basis for the better part of over a decade whereas from the cubs perspective they've had some valleys as of recent so if shohei is intent on maximizing his chances to win the world series from the dodgers versus the cubs perspective is an easier argument to make that the dodgers are the more likely deemed to win on a perennial basis unfortunately that's the negative of having the 2021 and, and above slump and a slight rebuild that we've had and Southern California familiarity where he's been. It is Southern California. I'm in Southern California right now, right? Like I'd be lying. That's not a big alert. Some things naturally the Cubs can't match. And they probably couldn't match for worse on our part, the vision that the Dodgers have had for the past 10 plus years and continue to have.
2: How about, how about everybody? It is funny. I just saw somebody in the chat mention. Um, I think it was the Godfather, who, by the way, did not want to spend 750 million. Yeah. Just about the whole Dave Roberts thing that we had going, Ryan, from when we were in Nashville. How it was like? Oh no! He looked at his phone, and that was Otani was mad, and and that's it. The Dodgers have taken themselves out of the out of play for the for Shohei Otani because he was. If you speak about Fight Club, <laughs> there's no way you're getting back into Fight Club. The number one rule: don't mention Shohei's name. Listen. He might've been mad about it, but I think I said that right away. I was like, if he, if, if they offer him $600 million, you can say whatever to all about that. They <laughs> yeah. mentioned $700 million. Yeah. And that was another thing. Kevin Kadok mentioned on, on the Chicago sports podcast. Hey, do you think it's going to go 600 million over 600 million? And I said right away, no. Yeah. But then same. I might, that's because my head was thinking, I jumped from 600 million to 700 million. I was like, that's insane. He'll, He'll never get 700 million because we don't know 100% that he is a two way player for much yeah. longer coming off his second Tommy John. And I thought that while he still had this massive price tag on him, I thought that was going to cost him some money. I thought yeah, so too. I guess not. Clearly, <laughs> it, clearly, it did <laughs> well, not. This is more I than never it, guessed 700 million. This is more than we thought. 610, 650,
0: maybe 700. Oh, okay. This wow. is more than we thought he was going to get even when even before the yeah, surgery. Like, right. We're like, oh, 600, maybe maybe a little bit more than that, not 700. And now, yeah, like you were saying, he has very real questions about can he come back from this and be Shohei Otani on the mound? We have no idea if he could do that because, you know, I mean, what, Jamison Tyone has had two Tommy Johns, I believe. Um, it was like uh, the, the history of pitchers coming back from two different Tommy John surgeries is not – very extensive history and coming and, and, and performing at the level that Shohei Otani performed at is just never happened, right? So I, I it's it's a lot there's, there's concerns, there's questions about his future as a pitcher, but the Dodgers are very clearly paying him with complete faith that he will get back to pitching like Shohei Otani. They're very clearly giving him this money because they believe he will be that two-way superstar that he's been for the last three, four, however many years, um, that, he, that he'll, he'll return to that level and be worth the money. It
1: looks like Luke hates Shohei Otani. That's the vibe I'm getting from you. That's no, really it what it sounds like.
2: You, he's you a, hate him. He's, glad a great player. him. he's a great player. I just don't know, and I know we say this every year when the next big contract comes out. I don't know about signing the guy to 700 million. Now he's he's the one guy that obviously we've said he's different. He's a unicorn. He's different. He's he's one of the best pitchers, he's one of the best hitters and, you know, he's in his prime if he were 22 years old and he had no Tommy John surgeries and we had seen this success, I would say okay, 700 million dollars. But Brian Kenny on MLB Network when we were there brought up a great point and he said go back and and average out his innings per year what he has pitched so far up to age what is he 26 he said yeah. I want I, I want you to go up in his 20s and just show me show me what his innings per season are and I think he said it was it averaged out to 60 with the with not pitching this year it'll be something like 68 innings he's like do you think that number is going to be higher in his 30s and yeah. Mark DeRosa, who was Otani, 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 had to pause and be like, "No, probably not." Like, I mean, logic yeah. would tell you that's not going to happen. Now, don't get me wrong; the home run power and all that, all the other stuff that he is, still will be there. But is that worth seven hundred million dollars? Yeah. Well, there's yeah. a degree
1: of uncertainty with Otani, right? He'll be entering thirty years old next season. Right. He's someone to your point, Luke, who hasn't pitched an exhaustive amount of innings for an ace type. Pitcher, to Ryan's point, to Tommy John's, not many guys have come back to have a career with the type of contract Otani. No one's had Otani's contract, but even from a pitcher's perspective, we're talking a 30-ish plus million. These are rare unicorn-type deals. There's no precedence whatsoever the Dodgers have some confidence that the second Tommy John is not a problem they have confidence that the bat will play up the athleticism will play up but from the Cubs perspective and how their front office is operated within the last three years they pay for high floors that's why Dansby Swanson was signed that's why Jamison Tyone was signed for the contract which four-year 71 million in hindsight given the market today seems quite low and with the floor at Tyone's worst last year was an every-fifth-day pitcher. This is how the Cubs operate. They want to ensure that they will get value out of their contracts and if $700 million and the idea that they're not certain about post-second Tommy John surgeries and entering your mid-30s and the hitting and pitching duo and all, all of all of those issues that come with it, I'm not surprised the Cubs passed up on it. It's not how they've operated, even with the extreme example of a Shohei Otani on the market.
2: Is this the worst case scenario, though, Ryan? For for as a Cubs for a Cubs fan out there, I I know. Listen, I think long term it's a crazy deal for the Dodgers, but they are going to be an absolute nightmare <laughs> moving forward for a couple of years. I I would have rather had him up in Canada, up in Toronto, and only had to worry about him if he got to a World Series. The fact that he's on the Dodgers let us It's not the
0: Cardinals, at least. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess to look at it from a Cubs fan perspective, like it, it sucks that the Dodgers got better, right? Like, oh. <laughs> like I'm sure, I'm sure that fe- because the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And even though, you know, they don't win every World Series, you know, the only World Series they won was the pandemic shortened season. They're in the playoffs every year. They're in World Series contenders every single year. Like, and you hear, you just hear, front office personnel from every team talk about it like if you could just get there like you have a shot to win. And yes, the Dodgers don't win every year, but you just see with even like these these wild card teams getting in, Arizona Diamondbacks, the the, the primary example from this year right, making it all the way to the World Series. Like if you can just get in, the more times you give yourself a chance, you have a much much better shot yeah. at winning. So yes, yeah, so with Dodgers being who they are already and now adding Shohei Otani just makes them look like a world beater. Like how you look at it, how can you beat that team? How can you beat the Braves, right? So for uh, for Cubs fans, I would look at it as like, yeah, it sucks to see competition getting better and better outside of, you know, outside of your team while right now you're still sitting here trying to figure out what to do. But I will say you, you mentioned worst case scenario, and I don't look at it like that uh, because there are still ways to improve this team this year. Cody Bellinger still out there. Obviously like people have been in our chat hating Reese Hoskins, which I, you know, I, I think it would be, a, wouldn't be a bad option. John Morosi likes to fit. Um, he told us on the podcast the other day. So there's ways. I mean, Yamamoto's still out there. If we're talking pitchers, Glasnow could still be traded for. There are ways to improve the roster on paper. It probably won't look anything like the Dodgers, um, but they could put together a solid team. And you know what? They like, I think if, even if we looked at it next year was going to be tough to go in with world series expectations anyway, like maybe Shohei changes that, but it, it was going to be tough to jump from an 80, what 83 win team, not playoffs to world series favorites, right? Jed's talked about it. It's not going to be a one offseason thing to get to the Braves and Dodgers level. Um, and so I don't, I don't see it as this was the, this was the offseason where they needed to get everyone because there are, they will be, If they can start opening this window more and more, you know, some of these prospects are coming up and and developing the right way. You know, the the contract to Dansby continues to work out him and Nico up the middle continues to work out all these other side stuff. And they could start to add the big time free agents the next couple of years. Like Soto's going to be a free agent next year. He's not going to sign an extension. Most likely you have another shot to get him there. So. I guess this is the long way of saying no, it's not worst case scenario because there will still be opportunities for this Cubs team to improve this year and beyond. Again, it sucks to see it would it would definitely suck for Cubs fans to see Otani go into the Dodgers. Absolutely. I, I can definitely agree with that, but it's not the worst case scenario in my opinion.
2: No. I haven't seen anybody yet say that they think the Cubs should have offered 750 million. Uh we have some super chats. Uh Steven, you want to jump on and hit us with super chats? I see we got a bunch of Yeah, we got, yeah, we got
3: Fernando Rodriguez here, $1.99. Yeah. Yeah. Can we get well-being check on my guy Cody, who <laughs> yeah. is currently at the Tennessee Illinois game, is that right? Well, Illinois yeah. already.
0: So I'm sure oh, so that was a double whammy.
3: Illinois lost Cody
0: Otani.
2: Wait, Illinois lost and Otani. Oh man. This yeah. is
3: like gotta be a bottom three
0: day all time for Cody right now. Yeah. We're texting
2: Cody. Let's see how if he's okay.
0: It is a uh it's a double whammy for Cody today.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be real rough, real rough night.
3: We got Stephen Nagishi. As a Japanese-American Cubs fan, I knew he was a long shot to come. Asians, particularly Japanese, are notoriously conservative and don't want to change nor
2: challenge. He was always a Dodger. Meaning stay in California. I mean, that w- we know the West Coast thing was yeah. obviously a big deal, but se- hey, $700 is a big deal too. Yeah, Different that would probably make like, me move too. How do you, how do you convince him then? Was he even ever considering the Cubs, or were they just – were they just bargaining with them? Because I mean, come on. You were never gonna outbid seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, never no. the We all know the cubs were
0: never gonna offer whatever their offer was, it wasn't seven hundred million dollars. Like like Brendan said, that's just not how they operate. That's not how Jed has operated. That's just that's and i don't know like if you if you look at that as like an indictment on, on the cubs front office for not wanting to outbid a 700 million dollar contract that's your prerogative but i don't look at it that way that's a ton of money and yes yeah, shohei Otani is a unicorn he is clearly a team thought he was worth it uh i look at it as that that's a has that a ton of money to give one player with those kind of concern uh, injury concerns on one side of the ball
1: i mean i think a lot of fans before you get to the next super chat, they look at not just 2023 and 2024, but they go back to like the Bryce Harper days in 2018 and 2019. And I'm not going to say those names that they signed to play middle infield, but they did sign certain players as their big contracts and it's more of a, a growing snowball effect of, from fans' perspectives, an unwillingness, whether it be from their front office or their ownership, to go above some of those tax penalties and give the team the utmost uh, success and utmost chance at winning a World Series. I think Bryce Harper was really kind of like the sticking point, where his role in Philadelphia is legendary at this point. And that contract, compared to Otani's now, is literally half that, and it will continue to go up. It will take generations of fans some fans not saying you uh ryan luke or steven or myself it will take generations for fans to get over that unfortunately for tom ricketts maybe
2: i don't know we got another one steven
3: another super yeah chat? We, one more super chat also we have over 700 people watching please hit the like Hello, and subscribe Kevin Hodge. hit the likes how many, likes, how many it?
0: likes we got
2: who, is, who else is giving you therapy I that's don't know if you want therapy from me, though. Right.
0: That's right. that's what I will say. What's
2: the price of therapy? We're free. Unless you're Cody still
1: track. has not texted me back. She no. Was, we may have to call him.
3: Well, we know he can't be in Lake Michigan this time, so that's good. That's right. uh, $5 that's right. super chat from Nick G. Here's something for the resigned belly fund. I wanted to ask you guys this. <laughs> now that the first yeah. big domino has fallen... What has to happen next for the Cubs?
2: Yeah, I mean that 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 is the million dollar question, right? So that is the multi-million dollar question. Morosi said he thinks the most likely thing is the Glass now trade. All right. So let's start with Glass now. Let's dream big and hope that Bellinger comes back. If they were able to get Glass now, a number one starter for one year rental and Bellinger, would that alone be enough? Could you see it with those two? Could you see a path to a successful off season?
1: I, I mean, I can, I yeah. Ryan's at Wrigley talking to Jen. And he has a more idea, a concrete idea of what they expect. The way I think about it is if you sign Bellinger, let's say 30 million, even though that might be ambitious at this point, but let's say 30 million for Bellinger glass. Now you trade for him 25 million. That's 55 million. According to Cots expectations for 2024 the cubs have 185 today committed against the 24 attacks 185 plus 30 plus 25 puts them around $240 million. If my math is correct, I have a thousand people watching me right now. I may have miscalculated that in my brain, but I believe it's 240, <laughs> right? Now you add in another signing. Let's say you go out and either sign or trade. Let's say you sign a Reese Hoskins for 20 million. 240 plus 20 gets you at 260. Now, given how the Cubs operated the last year, they went into 2023 with about 8 million of room in the luxury tax before the trade deadline. If the Cubs sign Hoskins, if they sign Bellinger, they trade for Glass now. They they will have about 15 million of a pillow before 277, the top Mm -hmm. tier of the tax, to make moves at the deadline. That seems to be the max they'd be willing to go, given they left that much room open in 2023. It may not be enough. They may operate to go forth with a Shane Bieber type deal just to shrink down that 260 to let's say 250, because Bieber's only do 15 million. So I don't think it's enough with those three guys, even though they're three great players, because I'm assuming the Cubs will operate going into the year, trying to stay below that 277.
0: Yeah, and and you mentioned those three guys, and like Bellinger would be the long-term deal, right? Yeah. Glasnow would be a one-year deal. Hoskins, I know Morosi on the show said he'd want a two- or three-year deal, but Hoskins, it could also be a pillow contract type thing. Like with Bellinger this past season. So in in one scenario, you have Bellinger locked up long-term money, but the what if even if it was 20 million and 25 million, you know, Hoskins and Glass now, that's 45 million that will be freed up for 2025. So if you if you were to get Bellinger this offseason, you still have a lot of money, and that's not including the guys whose contracts are up after 2024. Like you have a lot of money coming off the books if those are the other two you sign or you trade for Glass now and you sign Hoskins to a one year deal, you are still getting forty five million dollars off the books for for next winter when again a guy like Juan Soto is going to be a free agent, right? So getting like again, Cody Bellinger would be the long term piece. He's a long term money. Great, I think you know depending on what he's what the Cubs would have to sign him for would be a very good deal to make. But like you don't have, you're not putting all your eggs in the basket with guys you might acquire this off season. You're not ruining your financial flexibility by getting Glass or Hoskins. And even though people like I've again I've seen people saying they don't want Hoskins, I, I get that because he is coming off an injury of his own, a long term in- or a, a, a season long injury. I get that. But if you're signing him for a one year deal, like that's not a bad one year deal. Like there are really no, there aren't really no bad when year deals for a guy who has the kind of potential he has shown prior to the injury. So, again, I think I look at it as you can still improve this roster and potentially by a lot if you get that those three guys while not sacrificing financial flexibility and being and having the flexibility later on to, to go after bigger superstars Um, than, you know, who Glass now or Hoskins might be, or even Bellinger. It
2: is a huge could, though, right? Like, I've said all along, if they didn't get one of Otani, Soto, or Bellinger, I think it's going to be really hard to not only satisfy your fan base, so two of the three are gone. One it could end up being too expensive. But, but the one thing this team lacks is star power. And it lacked it last year, even with Bellinger. So that's why I find, yes, they're looking to improve the team, but you have to remember, they're looking to improve a team that they've already potentially taken Bellinger out of. And you couldn't have had, he was your best player last year. Yeah. So, sorry, Brendan, I didn't want to say that about Nico or Dansby, but... Bellinger was the best player on the team last year. And so I'm if you
1: sign off now,
2: no, if you take him up, not only offensively, he was wanting one, one of your, even though he didn't win the gold glove defensively, he was so critical for you because no. you could put him at first. You can put him at center. They are getting last year. They were in that dangerous position teetering on the brink of disaster by missing out on all of the shortstops and they saved face and they got Dansby Swanson. This is a way trickier, way more expensive route this time around this offseason. But, boy, they're going to have to get really creative. If they don't get Bellinger at a reasonable price, it's going to get crazy for Jed Hoyer to try and figure out a way to get this team better than they were last year. You
1: used the word creative. That's that's what it is. I do have an update. Uh, Cody did text me back. He says, I am breathing. So there's the proof. Not only,
3: not <laughs> only is he breathing, breathing, we actually have a is surprise he here? Yes, It's not Shohei Otani. <laughs> it is. <laughs> oh, oh, wow, oh, he's boy. alive. This, is, this, he's this alive. is
1: dangerous. This is dangerous. What's up,
3: guys? You
2: Are doing? you here th- for the therapy session as well, or uh, uh, how, yeah? I'm how here, did you find uh, the news? You were at the game and you looked at your phone.
4: No, I was at the bar post game, so not even an hour after Illinois tore tore my soul to shreds. Um, so, one might say uh, the good news is thats is that we're all going to die someday anyway. <laughs> that's the good news, guys. Uh, I don't care what anyone says. I would have given Otani 700. That's probably way too much damn money. But now we're up to sit here with all these questions like, are you going to get Bellinger? I don't know, because the Blue Jays and the Giants are going to be desperate. And... Like, I could just keep going. I'm not going to. We have a rational
2: party year
4: but I'm just, I'm. I'm surprised. I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm not surprised that it didn't happen in some aspects, but I'm, I'm just disappointed because now I'm, I don't know what they're going to do. I obviously I'm back on Bellinger being the number one priority, but I'm also like, are they going to be willing to go over their like like go over even what we even project him to get right like Morosi told us on the show on wednesday that he doesn't think he'll get more than 200 million but now with the giants missing out on otani and the blue jays missing out on otani will will they get desperate and like way overpay uh i don't know i wouldn't be surprised cody do you want him
2: to overpay how much how much over i'm okay with them overpaying but how much are you willing to overpay like for me, 700 million would have been a cut. I wouldn't have gone that high on Otani, but what, what's a number that's so high for Bellinger that you'd be like, I can't believe one year. It was one year and there was some failure in between there. And and this number yep. is too much for me to bite off.
4: I'd say if it goes over 240 million, I would say that's that's too much. I mean, <laughs> 220 seems like a lot, but I'm just like, this is how I feel right now. I know it's just one really good year, but you know this this offense needs like they if they they don't even have Bellinger in the lineup right now, like they like how are you going to not only make the offense as good as it was last year on top of making it better right now since you don't have Soto, you didn't get Soto, you didn't get Otani, and Bellinger is the next best bat available. You know Hoskins if you add him, great, but it's it's not. And this isn't anything against Reese Hoskins. It's just like I, you know, from on paper, it just doesn't feel like it's going to be anything great. And you're going to be relying on, you know, prospects coming up and lighting the world on fire every now and then and shit like that. And I don't know. I, I wanted to go into next year with expectations of NLCS or bust or at least division or bust. And I guess maybe the division is still right there for the taking since the division is not You know, no one's made anything, done anything major in division. But I don't know. I just felt like I thought the front office was going to be angry about how September ended, and they were going to do whatever it took to, you know, get one of those two guys. And I understand that Soto was a ton, and you know, the Yankees gave up way too much for him. And Ohtani got seven hundred million dollars, but like we're gonna sit, we're, we're gonna be sitting in the, and we're gonna be sitting in the studio. In like May or June, talking about how the offense isn't good again, and you're gonna be thinking about man, wish you would have
0: paid Otani. I, I, I thought I thought talked Cody off the ledge.
2: I thought he had too, but I Jay Barker in the Cody's chest is now.
1: I can I can see his brain moving as we talk to him right now. We are yeah. checking on Cody in two more hours. I don't like yeah. the way this is sounding
2: from him. Yeah, yeah. he's he's I leaning mean, towards I'm, rage. He's leaning <laughs> towards got a rational, rage. Cody. Listen, today.
4: like I'm I'm I wanna believe that they're gonna get creative and like. You know, surprise me a little bit, but they just don't have they haven't done anything like that to prove that they will that they will. You know what I mean? No,
0: no one's done anything except for the Yankees and the Dodgers at this point, if we're being realistic. Like All right, well you tell me who's gonna be better who's gonna go into this lineup and
4: make the, the offense better then because I don't know who it's gonna be. If it's not Cody Bellinger, I don't know who's gonna make the offense better than last year. That's right. That's and Jay, whole, whole, why are we point?
0: saying it's not gonna be Cody Bellinger? Is my well, point. But like, if it is like spread. because they're
4: not gonna they're not gonna overpay for Bellinger. They're not, And if they do, I'll be surprised, and I'll give credit where credit is due. But I don't see it. I don't see them going over $200 million for Bellinger.
2: Jay Bunker in the chat is right, though, Cody. Overpaying is part of it now. You're a big market team. You are a big market team. You're the Cubs, and if you have to overpay, I, I agree with you. I don't think they will, but they should. They should. Yeah. Listen, you lost Stroman, potentially, and you've lost Bellinger. And that was a team that won 83 games. And frankly, I don't know if we thought they were going to win 83 games for most of the season. And that's probably, you know, we say, oh, I've said, listen, they were one game away from beating out the team that went to the World Series. That's true. But they were also the other team that had massive losing streaks. And they probably finished right where they should have out of the playoffs because they were a roller coaster ride. And signing Craig Council isn't going to win you 10 more games next year. I don't believe that. Like, I think it's an improvement. I think it was worth the eight million, but he's not going to add ten wins to the team next season. You know what's going to add wins to the to the team next season? Resigning Bellinger, going out and getting Glass now, and then adding from there. You can't just you can't just say, "Oh, we need Bellinger back." We do need Bellinger back just to get back to where we were, just to get back to the level we were at, and then you got to replace Strowman. Yeah.
1: I mean, I just, the the chat is spiraling right now. They're trying yeah. to make all this work, and uh, I think the chat is a representation of Cody's brain right now, trying to make this work. But in in reality, where the Cubs likely see this team is with a lens of great uncertainty, and you can make the argument that they are the ones responsible for their uncertain state but they are likely trying to map out a direction forward that maximizes playoff chances in the next five-year window. Where I differ and where I align more so with the fans' perspective is that my upfront risk... In 2024 and 2025, I am willing to accept more risk. I am willing to make those trades to get a Juan Soto type player. I am willing to spend more money on Cody Bellinger because the way I operate, and I I said this on the show with Corey, I do think there's some validity in this. It's difficult to project baseball environments two years from now. I don't know where this team's going to be in the 2025 off season. I don't know if there's going to be another big market shift. I don't know if another big regional sports network is going to go bankrupt. There's so much uncertainty. And I hate to say this. We have a thousand viewers right now. Like I'm just as stupid as you. You have no idea where this team is going to be in a year. And I hate to say it too, despite some of the really smart people in like R and D offices, they're kind of stupid too. You can't project. Baseball, there is so much error in projecting baseball. And from my perspective, let's all accept that and maybe have a little bit more risk up front while still accounting for the risk on the back end, but be a little bit more urgent. And that's where I differ from the front office. But also at the same time, it's why I'm talking to you guys right now and I'm not, you know, in a in front office because I'm stupid and I'm willing to accept more of that risk. I
2: yeah, just um, don't want the Cubs to go all youth movement. Please. Please do not count solely on the prospects that you you have built up in the farm system. It was a great idea. It seems like you've done a pretty good job of it. Your farm system's top five now. But moving forward, please, just because you missed out on Otani and Soto now, do not rely on only the prospects to get you over the hump. Because if you do that, we're going to be sitting here for 15 more years going – because the odds of prospects being what Bryant, Baez, and, and don't forget, they they got guys like Lester. So you still have to add to this team other ways. And you they have to offset the aggressive risk moves somehow. this offseason.
1: Yeah, in that tw- to go back to the 2016 window, as we always do, the parallelism with that, they offset the risk of Bryant because you had 200 inning-plus projections for the next four years in John Lester. You had Jake Arrieta coming off a 229-inning pitch season in which he won the Cy Young at an historically great second half. You had a Ben Zober signing to make up for some of the uh, potential whiff concerns, strikeout concerns that give you a variable offensive projection. They had the risk offset with the prospects. Right now, the risk offset on the current Cubs lineup and even the pitching rotation doesn't match their overall risk. They need to offset the risk of a Justin Steele injury and given the forearm concerns and only the 175 innings don't have that risk offset. So I think from Cody's perspective and my perspective and a lot of fans' perspective, they want to offset that risk. We're willing to accept some of the prospects and the growing pains that go with it, but offset the risk somehow by getting a certain player, getting some assurance that we're going to have at least a contributing player or two that way we can allow these prospects to develop
2: we have another super chat too out there whenever steven wants to jump in go ahead cody
4: Uh, i'm just gonna end my part being here um (laughs) just by saying that like i i know i'm i'm disappointed right now even though like it was always a dream but like, I just, I don't want to go in the next season with, like, having to rely on prospects, like Stuck said. And, um, you know, I, I, you know me, I will find a way to talk myself into it. There's death taxes in, in my delusional brain, right? Like, it, it is what it is. But I just think this is this is now time for Jed to show that he can be creative. You know, make a trade for someone that no one's talking about. Before the season ended, I was I was all about trading for Jose Ramirez. Looks like Morel's gonna he's getting all his time at third in the Dominican right now. So maybe that's not maybe that's not really a serious thing or anything that they would actually consider. But like something like that. Trade for someone. I don't know. There's all these teams out there, don't want to pay their guys because they're cheap or whatever. And like that, like we've seen other teams pull off ridiculous trades, a team in our own division multiple times two teams in our division, if you want to count the Brewers last year with William Contreras. Um, but, like, that that's thats basically where I'm at now um, with how they're going to make the offense better. Bellinger is still number one on the priority list for me. Um, and if the Cubs overpay a little bit for him, I'll applaud him because they're in kind of a desperation mode, in my opinion, if they want to at least have the offense they had last year. And then... You know, maybe some guys are better next year, and if they go in with that kind of mentality, we're going to see how it plays out. But they can't—they—they just—they can't go into next season with an offense that's worse than last year. That, that and right now, that's what it feels like. So um, I'm going to go drink my high noon now because I'm sad. And
2: right, Goose you... Island, ask for Goose and, Island, and
4: my—I have a Goose Island that's sitting right next to it. Take okay, care of thank yourself, you.
2: please. I'm right. working. Cody Delmendo live from Tennessee. Maybe a little buzzed, definitely a lot disappointed. A little yeah. buzzed, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's still
1: coherent,
0: surprisingly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I just keep looking at it as like the the doom and gloom mindset right now is just I, I don't get it. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, if we get to the we get to opening day or even to spring training and like the roster is not improved, like absolutely Jed deserves all the criticism. Carter Hawkins deserves all the criticism. Like the Cubs deserve all the criticism that gets thrown at them. But to like sit here right now and like be doom and gloom and say this like the offseason's season's a bust because two guys, two big superstars are off the board. I, I don't, I don't get that, man. I, I don't, I don't get that mindset. Like, there's still a very, there's, there's still every chance in the world they go and sign Bellinger. They're, they're players for Yamamoto. I don't know how much, like, I don't know how you know, I don't know how mother, how big their chances are of getting him. But you know, whatever. But like, I just, I don't, I don't understand the mindset of just like being doom and gloom right now. Uh, I'm go turn my light super
2: off. chat, Steven, because I can't stay on here forever. Um, uh, because I could complain that about yeah, that I, that I could so I could talk about this for, you know, four hours, but my soul can't. So, uh, <laughs> what do we do got, it? Steven? Another, we super have, chat? uh, 500 units from a uh,
3: grapefruit. What? I guess what bums what bumps us out the most is what Corey said the other day. Why can't we sign the close to sure things or stars? Why can't we be first class? Yeah,
2: uh, five hundred units. What does that even mean? Is are we doing? I, is that I Bitcoin? don't know what are currency we, are we it taking is. Bitcoin I, around I, for the? I don't know the... what the currency is, so I just went with units. Yen. That says five hundred yen. We got. I don't know what the value of that is. I. Don't... Does anybody know? It seems like it's a lot.
1: it's it's, it's your lucky day. It's seven hundred million dollars to us. We get to split it four ways.
3: And we just got another one from Rick Bernico. Does anyone think the Cubs are really going to get any of the top targets? Their MO was to leak interest, procrastinate, let the big boys get away. That's uh, that's the doom and gloom that is Cubs fandom right now. I think without getting Shohei Ohtani,
0: it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I again, I just I don't I I don't get the mindset of of, of being doom and gloom before it happens, right? Like, like if, if you again, if you get we're sitting here four or five months from now, and the Cubs are vast are, are not vastly improved. They didn't get anyone this offseason whatever they're relying on prospects then totally be doom and gloom and and be critical of the front office of course like (laughs) we're we're sitting here on december 9th man like Shohei Otani, tiny just the biggest domino just fell like an hour and a half ago yeah still it's there there, there, there's still things that can happen uh that can improve this roster and and make 2024 a better season and i just don't get the, the i just don't get the mindset of assuming nothing is going to happen.
1: It depends how you like interpret doom and gloom. Is this team on the path to be the next Braves dynasty potential on the path to be the next Dodgers perennial contender? It's unlikely, but few teams are. That's the reason why a lot of these front offices are turned over. It's more likely than not that the Cubs will have a new front office in five years, just how it always is in five to 10 year windows. That's how baseball operates. But at the same time, if you are doom and gloom, baseball is the dumbest sport possible. I keep saying this. It's really a if you think about the concept of baseball, who the hell invented this thing? You 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 have three strikes, you use a stick to hit a baseball, and all of a sudden, teams like the Diamondbacks fall themselves in the World Series. Teams like the 83 win Cardinals win the World Series, right? This is the dumbest sport Possible, so I can't be doom and gloom. Just like I can't anticipate the Cubs being a perennial contender because we're, yeah. you're you're listening, you're watching, like literally the dumbest thing humans have created. <laughs> Where,
2: where's 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 I'm Corey tonight? So by much. the way, I love it. What's that? Where's Corey tonight?
1: Corey has some family responsibilities. Ah, gotcha. That's yeah. what well, I understand right now. Yeah. I understand, but, but you know he's sitting field.
2: wherever he's at right now. He's sitting in the corner, just stewing over this whole thing. Probably Corey.
1: Usually he stews about everything I say, and he, you know, off off camera he usually screams at me. So, but so that's what people don't see. He's a very mean person off air to me. I still love him. Uh, I, but by the way, I came to Chicago last week. You guys all left the city. You yeah, all left what the, was the state.
2: The funniest yeah. thing I've ever seen was a, a Slack yeah. channel chat <laughs> on our, my phone that says, "Hey." Uh, do you think you guys, what's the studio schedule? Like, can I slide in and do a show? And I'm like, we're all in Tennessee. <laughs> I didn't
1: know you were going to Tennessee. It was a last second deal. You guys are on my mind, you know, my CHCO family what? and y'all abandoned me. But what a so
0: coincidence good. that the one time all year, Brendan's. Come to Chicago as just happens to be the week we're not there. What a coincidence! I was there in
1: May, and then you left the state as well. No, you were yeah. uh, you were at Wrigley Field doing your job, unfortunately. Yeah. But I saw Luke. We Luke and I had some fantastic photos together. By the yeah. way, the lighting was beautiful on the roof. Yep. Yeah,
2: several magazines running. said, "Like, look, we'd like to put that on the cover if we could." Time was magazine with one of them. Time magazine. Yeah, if it still exists. Yeah, we could I beat up like Taylor Swift for the cover. The magazine you know? still exists. Does anybody still buy a magazine?
1: Oh, I don't you're showing your age now, Luke. <laughs> I can see that.
2: <laughs> uh, so
3: anybody guys, else in the chat? Uh, the CHGO Sports account has uh, just tweeted what our Shohei shirt would have been. If you oh. guys like to see it. Yeah, <sighs> let's see it. I don't like here this stuff. Is. Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> you know. This reminds me of those like shirts they give out for like the Super Bowl winners that end up not winning it. You know, they send yeah. them to you know, overseas or whatever. This
2: this is what it is. See, I liked I liked the idea, and we didn't get to Winterland in time for me to dress up as Santa and do it, but I wanted show, hey, hey. Oh, man, that would have been show, great. Show, hey, hey. That would have been great. Or show, ho, um, ho, ho, ho.
1: Well, you can do that once Justin Steele strikes him out when they come to Wrigley Field.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, before we hop off, rest in peace to the Tungsten Arm O'Doyle o- tweet. He's you know what I'm talking about? No. You know the tungsten armor? It's the one that's like Mike Trout did something crazy and Shohei oh, Ohtani's yeah, done he, something he, yeah, that yeah, hasn't yeah, been yeah. done since yeah. Tungsten Armold Doyle in 1921, as yeah, as the Tigers beat the Angels eight three. Well, that's I mean,
1: Luke mean. just a tweet three weeks ago, so this is news to him. Yeah, so. I don't
2: even. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's actually uh, called X, by the way. Listen again. We'll break in if there's a big Cub signing. This may start a flurry of activity. That's kind of like we were waiting for. Shohei to kind of open the floodgates. Now let's see if that actually happens. Or this also, as I pointed out, uh, I think last week I was saying, this is why Bellinger hasn't, like people always knew because of Boris that he was going to wait, but this is why. Because now teams are going to be panicked to try and sign Coney Bellinger. I believe that, right? And now,
0: now the market has something. risen too. Now the market has risen. Price, price of superstar right. player is going up.
1: I mean, one question I have though, before we, like, we finish this, like Morosi said to you guys, there's like all this regional sports network stuff sure. going on where owners may not have their projected revenue. I do wonder that it affects Bellinger's price as a result of the Cubs having marquee and a more confident projection of revenue. Maybe they will go out and overspend the bidders and get their guy. That's my optimism.
2: I sure hope so. I mean, I, we will do an emergency podcast if the Cubs sign with Yamamoto. I just might not be on it. So if the Godfather wants to host the podcast here, you know, in a couple hours and I'm off doing Christmas lights or whatever, like, cool.
1: Well, you can just get your phone and, you know, you can live well, stream. shown you can
2: do it from anywhere. Yeah. And he's had yeah. a
1: few drinks, too. At least yeah, you can you- try to do it, putting up Christmas lights.
2: You could do it in you was to. cody slurring or was it my
1: just feed a, just, a just, a, just a little bit just a little bit just
2: a, a little, little, little bit there might have been a little of illinois sadness in there you can see it in my eyes yeah, yeah a little illini sadness mixed with a little bit of otani disappointment
1: <laughs> yep and overall just a little bit of depression too all yeah. three mixed
2: yeah mix it together and you got yourself one ugly cocktail no question <laughs> about it uh all right anybody else we need to get to
0: here what do we have like 700, 800 people, pretty much
2: the whole time we we've had almost eight
0: hundred people, I think. But only not even, not even two hundred likes last I checked. Make it make sense.
1: Yeah, I liked it. I went on YouTube and I pressed my own like. <laughs> Thank you. Bro. Did my did my part.
2: Let's let's finish it with what Kevin says in the in the live YouTube chat. Uh, get over it. Move on. At least he isn't in the Central Division. That's good <laughs> okay. advice. That is I good like advice. That.
1: Sometimes you need to be slapped in the face with reality. There Thank you, you Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate that.
2: Uh, Make sure you hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it. Uh, Five-minute breaking news. CHGO Cubs podcast is wow, 10 years, $700 million for Shohei Otani to the Dodgers. He announced it on his Instagram today. He won't be coming to the Cubs. Now they got to figure out what plan C is, I guess. Because if he was plan A and Soto was plan B, who is plan C, if you will? Just remember, Dansby Swanson was not plan A last year, and that worked out pretty well. So maybe they can save face here, find another path that works out well and gets the Cubs back on the right track. Uh, Subscribe to the CHGO Sports YouTube page. Is our Die Hard deal still going on tonight? I think it's through the weekend. Through the weekend. On sale, $59.99, $59.99. For the Die Hard sale right now, official members, you get all the content that Ryan – and Brendan, and Vinny Duber, and all of our writers put together. You get the Discord. You get 20% off all of our merch all of the time. You get 20% off all of our events all of the time. And, of course, you get the Die Hard card, the CHGO Die Hard card, which now has been revoked from Shohei Otani, enemy number one.
1: Taking it back, man. We're taking back the
2: Die Hard card we offered you. And that was unlimited, too. Yeah. All right. Thanks for checking out the CHCO Cubs podcast. Uh, like I said, we'll be back here if there's more to talk about. Thanks to everybody in the live chat, all 800 of you that jumped in and out and all of that. And all, thanks for all the comments uh, until next time, hopefully for the Bellinger signing. Someone just give me someone, someone until then. Yeah. Fly to w. <laughs>
3: we
2: all silly like the mayor.